Hi there, welcome to Glenlyden Baptist Church's podcast network. We're glad you can join us today. If you'd like more information on the church, please visit us on our website, www.gebc.org.nz. We hope you enjoy the pod. Goedemorgen, kerk familie. Hoe gaat het vandaag? <laughs> Great! <laughs> I just, as I was sitting there, I didn't plan to, to greet you like that this morning, but I just felt the Holy Spirit wanted me to introduce some of my heritage. And I greeted you in Dutch. I said, good morning, church family. How's it going? How's it going? Are we good? Yes. I can honestly say that I am excited to be standing here today. It's been a journey to get to this point, but I'm really excited because I really feel that the Holy Spirit has given me something today to share. As I was preparing for the message, I was thinking about my school days. And I went to Calston Boys High School and uh, I wasn't particularly a good student and you know, I was probably spent, well, I did, I spent a lot more time away from church to school than in school. But we all have some memories, eh? We all have some good memories and some, some not so good. And as I was preparing, I was remembering science. Well, it's not one of my key subjects. It's one of those things you went to because you had to. But one thing stood out, and that was science, the Van de Graaff generator. Do any of you remember that? You know what a Van de Graaff generator is? Some do. Well, it's this, it's this silver sphere. I don't know what it's made of. It's a silver sphere. And then it has this belt that rotates, that goes up into it. And you either wind it or some of them have an electric motor, you turn them on, and it generates static electricity in the sphere. It's supercharged. It's high, high voltage, low amperage, which means unless you have some heart condition, it doesn't really harm you. And I just remember that. And I remember the thing I really liked about it is that uh, we had the science teacher. Um, his real name was Mr. Sutcliffe. I won't tell you what we called him. Um, anybody here from, from Calston Boys High School that remember Mr. Sutcliffe? Remember the name? Yeah. <laughs> What I loved about this Van de Graaff generator is that before it was turned on, you could put your hand on it like this, and you could switch it on, and that power was in you. You couldn't see it, you couldn't feel it, but it was in you. This incredible power, this, I don't know if it's hundreds or thousands of volts, it was in you. And the really cool thing is that when Mr. Sutcliffe walked past, you could go and zap him. And I did that. I zapped him. And you could literally see this arc going out to him. And he hated that. I loved that. Really loved that. It stood out to me. That's what the power of the Holy Spirit is like. The power of the Holy Spirit. We can't see it. In other ways, we can't feel it. But it's there. It's there, like that Van de Graaff generator. Let me pray. Lord, we want to commit this time to you. We pray, Lord, that during this time this morning that we are gathered here, that you would lead us. I pray, Lord, that 
the words I share this morning that I sense you've given me will be transmitted on a spirit-to-spirit level. Not a voice to ears, spirit-to-spirit, so you can speak to us the way you need to speak to us. I pray you take the words that you've given me, Lord, and you transmit and you interpret those in a way that they are meaningful for those that really need to hear it. I pray that this morning, Lord, if there's anything in this message that's not of you, you take it out, and if there's anything I've left in, that you put it in, that you truly lead and guide this morning. Thank you, Jesus. First, let me say, I'm just the messenger, okay? If I go through with what I sense the Holy Spirit's given me, I may well, I risk offending and upsetting some people. So I'm just the messenger, and I would much rather risk offending some of you or online than offend the Holy Spirit if I feel he's given me something. So be kind to me. If you get offended, if you get, feel a bit of a rub, maybe just pray and say, Holy Spirit, are you trying to say something to me? What's going on here? So I'm just the messenger. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. We read that in Zechariah. Not by might, not by power. Might and power are human resources. They're every human strength. It's physical strength. It's mental strength. It's moral strength. It's ability. It's wealth. And when it comes to armies, it's the might and the power of armies, collectively people. But it's not by might and not by power, but by my spirit. So what is my spirit? My spirit is emphasizing that divine power of the spirit. Not human power, but that divine power of the Holy Spirit, of God's spirit. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. We read in Zechariah. Do not despise small beginnings. And I believe when it comes to the Holy Spirit, so often he gives us small things. He gives us small beginnings. Now you might sit there and think, oh yeah, I haven't seen that because you see Glenn up here giving words. You see me giving words and and you think that's it. That's not it. Not one of us started by getting up here and giving words. We started by having a little thing. Just that little beginning the Holy Spirit gave us. It can be as little as, as getting a prompting to ring my, my dear friend Craig. And not even know why, but you get that, that prompting from the Holy Spirit. And he said, Craig, I don't know why, but I just, just want to check and see how you're doing. And you know, those small beginnings, they, they're allowing the Holy Spirit to work through you. And time after time when I've done this for friends and even pastors who have hardly known as soon as I've obeyed and I've rung them and just, just want to see how you're doing, you, you've just been on my mind, the Holy Spirit has given me something else. So do not despise small beginnings. And we have the most beautiful illustration right here in our church, a mighty, powerful, beautiful illustration of small beginnings. 
And we've heard this several times. And we'll hear it again and again because it is so special and it's so great. That 30 years ago, a group of people from our church here set up the Friendship Centre Trust. They negotiated with New Zealand Rail and I think it was for $1, paid $1 rent per year to have the railway station in Glen Eden that wasn't being used and as a drop-in centre. Small beginning. I doubt whether any one of those folk had any idea where that would go. Today, our trust, our Vision West trust, that beautiful trust through some obedient people, that $1 investment now translates into an over $200 million trust. From half a dozen or so volunteers obeying the Lord now employs, I don't know how many, actually somewhere between one to 2,000 people. That means our trust through that obedience, through that small beginning, is supporting financially between 1,000 to 2,000 people. But more than that, our trust is reaching tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people through the activity of our trust. Do not despise these small beginnings. God doesn't ask us to do more than what we're capable of. He knows what we're capable of. Don't limit ourselves. Do those little things, no matter how insignificant they seem. We do them. We're giving God that ability to unlock us, to use us. So who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is not a thing. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is God. It says in Ephesians, do not grieve the Spirit of God. That means he can be grieved. I can't grieve this bottle. It can't be grieved. Or this, this what you may call it. That says to me that the Holy Spirit is a person. It's confirming the Holy Person is, a, is a, the Holy Spirit is a person, because we're told not to grieve the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is co-equal with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. And the Holy Spirit is omnipotent. You like that word, omnipotent? Ah, I really like that word, omnipotent. What is omnipotent? It is having unlimited power. Unlimited authority and influence. So the Holy Spirit has unlimited power, unlimited authority and influence. That is the power of God. The Holy Spirit has the power of God. In Micah, we read, I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord. In John, in John it says, For he dwelleth with you and will be in you. So the Holy Spirit is power and the Holy Spirit is in us and will be with us. He is everywhere. And the Holy Spirit is promised to every believer, everyone who believes in Jesus, who accepts Jesus, has the Holy Spirit. He is a promise. It's not something that might or if you're good. Every one of us that believes. That means 
everyone. Nobody's excluded. We might feel that we are, but we're not. Not excluded at all. And if you're not a believer, well, it's good news for you too. We're going to give you an opportunity later on in the service to commit your life to Jesus and say you want to follow Jesus. And then you have the Holy Spirit as well. So the Holy Spirit really is there for everyone to guide us, to lead us, to direct us. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at the time what needs to be said. In Luke we read that. He comes to lead us and guide us. He comes to teach us. He comes to help us. It's a great resource. If you can call it that. But there is one purpose. One purpose of the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is to magnify and glorify and exalt the Lord Jesus Christ. If our actions don't do that, if the power of the Holy Spirit doesn't do that, we're off the rails. We've got it wrong. Magnify, glorify, exalt the Lord Jesus Christ. In Ephesians we read, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be continually topped up. Exercise in the Spirit. Now that's not a suggestion. It's actually a command. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. So what is the power of the Holy Spirit? Definition, or the word I should say, comes from the Greek words of dunamis and Excelsia, exousia. You know, some of these words in the Bible just really put me off. They really do. They frighten the pants off me. I don't know how the pastors do it. They pronounce all these names of people and, and cities and, and Greek so well. And for somebody like me, who English is virtually a second language, who spoke Dutch before he spoke English, I really struggle. But thank God. Goodness for Google, eh? You know, you can go into Google and you can type in exousia. And not only does it tell you what it means, but you can listen to it, pronounce it. So then you can write it if you've got to say it phonetically so you can pronounce it yourself. Isn't that wonderful? How did these guys do it 20, 30 years ago before we had Google and the internet and those magnificent resources? Anyway, exousia. I think I'm saying it right. It means authority, derived or conferred authority. And dunamis, the other word, is the ability or strength. And I understand that's where we, the English word dynamite comes from, from dunamis, and we, we know how powerful that is. So power is authority, ability, strength, dynamite. Dynamite can blow up mountains. Powerful stuff. But the power of the Holy Spirit is not just that power. It is way more than that. It is intelligence. And I love what Bishop T.D. Jake says. 
He calls the Holy Spirit his CIA, Central Intelligence Agency. Because the Holy Spirit is all-knowing. The Holy Spirit knows the past, knows the present, and knows the future. He's our CIA. He's intelligence. Imagine when you're making a decision if you knew the past, the present, and the future. How much better would your decisions be? How different would your life be? So we have, as believers, this incredible power, this intelligence available to us. But don't confuse intelligence with education. And I'm not knocking education. We've got intelligence and we've got education. I'm sure we've all come across educated people who are not intelligent. And people who are not educated but are intelligent. You know, I'd much rather sit here, and, and please don't, don't misunderstand me, I am not knocking theologians, academics in any way. We need them. We need them so badly. But I would much rather listen to a message from somebody who is intelligent, who is hearing from the Holy Spirit, who is giving the right word at the right time, at the right tone, and using the right language, than a theologian or an academic that is talking about something really clever and really accurate, but they're talking up here, and my comprehension is down here. It's intelligence. The Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, gives us intelligence. We've got to listen to His voice. Every day we make a decision, numerous times, to use our own wisdom or the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. It's there for us. We make multiple decisions. Every day. And if you're anything like me, you probably make the majority of them in your own wisdom. Stupid, really, isn't it? It is. We are the total sum of what we listen to and what we're exposed to. We are influenced. And if you think of a little child as a great example of that, how easy we are influenced. Children are not taught to speak. What age do they start? One, they st one or 18 months, they start to get a few words. They don't really get taught to speak. They don't get taught English or Dutch or Chinese or whatever country they're in until they go to school or perhaps at, at um, daycare. But they are influenced. They pick up. And they speak really well by the time they go to kindy. So they are influenced. They are affected by what they hear and what they, what they see. So we are all influenced. Busyness. Busyness is an enemy of hearing. We have this almighty great tool of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. But busyness robs us of that. And I can give you just a most magnificent example of that. And that is my preparation for this message today. I take my hat off to the guys that do it every week. 
They must put hours and hours into it because I put days and days into it and I wasted so many days because I'm really busy. I've been busy this week. I've been busy the week before and I go downstairs and I rip straight into it and I would read the Bible and I'd read this and I'd watch this clip on YouTube and I had screeds of notes and ideas and passages and I had it all there and I go downstairs and I rip into it and I think, oh my goodness, there's so much there. What do I do? And I was nervous, I was anxious, I was getting uptight, and I'd go downstairs and I'd just rip into it. And then on Thursday, I don't know, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And I went downstairs and I didn't rip into it. I sat on the couch in my office and I prayed and I had a quiet time. And I just, Holy Spirit, help me sort this mess out that I've made. And the Holy Spirit just clearly guided me to watch this video of Billy Graham. Of Billy Graham talking about the Holy Spirit. And it was awesome. That really spoke to me. And it gave me some, some good sense of where to go. And then the next day, I was still nervous at this stage, I was still anxious. Then the next day, which was Friday, same thing, I went downstairs and I didn't rip straight into it. I spent some time on the couch and I said, Holy Spirit, yeah, the, the message is using the power of the Holy Spirit, this amazing CIA. And here I have been for the last two weeks ripping into it on my own. And at that time, it all came together. It made sense. And it's almost like, just like that, a flicking of a switch. I wouldn't feel anxious anymore. And I felt excited. And I went upstairs and told Joy. And she was busy doing something and she didn't really hear me. And I got annoyed because I was so excited. And she wasn't hearing what I was saying. We almost had a row over it. But I was excited. And I thought it was so significant because, you know, you've got to practice what you preach, don't you? And up until Thursday or Friday, I was going to come up here and I was going to share with you Barry's wisdom. Not led by the Holy Spirit. So that tool is there for us, for all of us. We just have to take a hold of it. But it is so important to guard what and who we listen to. It's so important to, to do this. Be still and know that I am God, which it says in the Psalms. To take that time and to just sit and just invite the Holy Spirit and try and cut off all of those things from the week or for the day or the worries that you've got and just hear from the Holy Spirit. Be still and know that I am God. See, the Holy Spirit knows your purpose. He knows my purpose. Be careful who and what you listen to. It's so easy to get derailed. Incredibly easy to get derailed. I've been fortunate that I've... Um, been part of GFM with Rodney Francis and he's invited me to join him and minister in many countries around the world. Oh, several anyway. And uh, I well remember we'd been ministering in Italy and we're flying across to Panama and we're going to minister in a church in Panama. And uh, we're in the last leg of the, the journey from LA to, to Panama. And in the still of the plane, and it was dark, it was night time, and I'm sitting there, and suddenly you know, I start to think about this program we'd been watching on TV, Prison Break. Anybody watched Prison Break? Yeah. 
great program unless you're on your own in a plane flying to Panama at night. And suddenly, you know, you, I start to get all these thoughts, Panama, there's a lot of drugs in Panama, isn't there? That prison was a horrible, horrible place. It was like hell on earth. And there's very little justice. And I'm starting to think, oh my goodness, what, what, if, what if we turn out to be drug mules? What if somebody in, in Italy has put some drugs in our bags that we're not aware of? And we land in Panama, and, 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 and what if, and, and all this starts to happen to me, you know? And then we'll just get put in that jail. And, and I was about to, bring, to wake Rodney and say, Rodney, I've got a bad feeling about this. We, we should not get off the plane. You know, we, should, we should say we don't have passports and, and get re-sent back to New Zealand. And Be careful who you listen to and what you expose yourself to. I recognise that was a voice of the enemy sitting on my shoulder. Didn't want us to go to Panama to minister. I took authority over it. I cancelled it out and it ceased. We were picked up at the airport by three or four men who we didn't know. They were going to take us in a car for five hours. And of course that all played in the, in the voice as well, going in a car with strangers. But anyway, we went to David in Panama, five hours up into the hills, and we had an awesome time. We saw a young man in a wheelchair that could barely talk, that couldn't walk, minister and give prophetic words to people in the church. We saw a 13-year-old girl, and they had not done this before. They were activated through the ministry of Rodney and myself. A young girl, Victoria, of 13, doing the same thing. Going to some of the oldest people in that church and encouraging them and giving them words. Imagine if we hadn't gone. People are manipulators. Be careful who and what you listen to. You think that sounds a bit harsh? That we are manipulators, well we are, and I think a great example of, of that is children. I've got the most gorgeous grandchildren, absolutely gorgeous, aren't they darling? But man, can they manipulate me, and joy, especially the granddaughters. Yeah, those two little granddaughters, or three now, they knew exactly what to do for me to give them some chocolate exactly what to do they knew exactly what to say exactly what face to pull to get me away from my office where I was working to come and play with them people are manipulators we are easily manipulated it's so important that we guard what we let in and we have received this spirit not the world's spirit so we can know wonderful things God has freely given us, it says in Corinthians. That is the Holy Spirit freely given to us, to each one of us, so that we can operate the way we were meant to operate. We have the Holy Spirit. Every one of us has the Holy Spirit. But I would venture to say that we're just not using him, or we're not using him enough. Every one of you here that believes you have access to the Holy Spirit, but you're not using him enough. I'm kind of stuck now. I kind of feel like the Holy Spirit wants me to encourage some people and I kind of want to keep going. <laughs> encourage, Joy says. Okay, okay, let's do that and just come back to this. Kelly, 
I want to encourage you that you know, you're on the brink of something new. And I know what you've done. I know that you know, you're going to be free soon. But I just really want to encourage you because it's like in doing what you've done, you've like untied the Holy Spirit. You've given the Holy Spirit new freedom in your life. And, and I believe the situation is going to be a bit like Glenn. You know, Glenn had that time where he didn't know where he was going and he was studying. He didn't have a job. You were supporting him. And um, it's going to be a bit like, like that for you. And in fact, I wonder if you're that airplane on the runway. And God has got something for you. And it's not going to be immediate, but it's because you are now available. Stay available. Stay open. And it's not, he's going to use you, but it's not going to be as you might expect. It's going to be a little different. Yeah. June. You're coming into a new season. So exciting to be manipulated by a little grandchild, eh? <laughs> but June, what I want to say to you is, is this is not about that part. I know that's happening for you. That's so exciting. But I see for you a blank page. It's like a new beginning, a new chapter. Something new is coming into your life. And what I saw was an instruction from the Lord. And what I also want to encourage you in is do not look to the past. Do not be guided by the good things of the past or hard times of the past. It is a new season. It is a new thing. Be open to the new. And when you see that page, God's going to clearly show you what it is. Your natural might say, no, no, that's not me. But it is. God is calling you to something. It's a new season. Some things that you're currently doing may stop and others will continue. But it's a new and exciting season for you. And my sister, I don't know your name, right there. Yeah, I, I just want to encourage you. Yeah, Lord said, just encourage this lady. And I had no idea why I was encouraging and what with, but I do sense now just let you know that you're loved, that Jesus loves you. There's a special place for you, and he has a purpose in your life, and you are special to him. And don't underestimate what he can do in you and through you. Don't let the things of the past throw you off course or stop you from doing what you sense inside you should be doing, what you know you have to do, the strength in you, and God's love is with you. Bless you. And the gentleman there, yeah, yes sir, you. I just want to encourage you. The word I get is to stand tall, to stand tall. That God's hand is upon you, not to let, not to let your, your um, um, what do we call it, diff, not, not language, um, culture, let, let your culture, your different culture stand in your way here in New Zealand. Stand tall, be who you're called to be. Don't be afraid to embrace your culture and other cultures. Be open to what God wants to do in your life. He wants to use you. He has purpose for you. He has purpose for both of you, but today... It's about you. Bless you. You have the Holy Spirit. You're just not using him. I have the Holy Spirit. I've admitted I don't use him enough. I know I don't use him anywhere enough. Why? There's lots of reasons. Busyness. But one common reason why we don't use the power of the Holy Spirit enough is because we confuse the things we get from the Holy Spirit with our own. 
we think that, nah, that's, that's just me. But it's not. So often it's the Holy Spirit. Because when we're actually using the power, so often it can be so easy and so natural. Particularly when you start using the Holy Spirit more. Have you walked into a room and walked out again because it just doesn't feel right? It's the Holy Spirit. Have you had a sense that you really go, need to go and talk to somebody about something? And when you've seen them, you said, nah, this is just, it's just not, that's the Holy Spirit guiding us. Have you walked into a meeting when you've just had a sense that this is not going to be good, this is not going to go down where we want it to go? So easy to think that's just my wisdom. It's not. So often that is the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit upon us. Have you looked at one of your children, particularly mums, and you've just known something is not right, whether it's health, whether it's physical, whether it's influence, whatever it is, you just know in your spirit that something's not right with your child and you protect them. That's the Holy Spirit. Have you been offered something? Have you been offered a deal and you just know it's either too good to be true or you just know it's wrong? That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is prompting us all the time, but so often we confuse and we can't distinguish between what is from the Holy Spirit and from what is from ourselves. We all have access to it, we're just not using it. A lot of us don't know how to listen to the Holy Spirit. But I bring you back to do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see work beginning. Those little things. You know, we all have the same number of muscles in our body. Every one of us. But you look at a bodybuilder or an athlete and they're, you think, wow, they've got so many more muscles than me. They've got more mass, but they haven't got more muscles. There might be a difference between men and women, but you know, we're, broadly speaking, we've all got the same number of muscles. They are big and they are... Powerful and they look different because they exercise, because they practice, because they are intentional. And the power of the Holy Spirit is like that. Do not despise the small beginnings. Take that small beginning. Make that call. Exercise it. Practice and you will get better. In your cell group, you just get a sense about something. Share it. It's a safe place. Exercise, practice, and then your power in the Holy Spirit will grow and you can become, each one of us can become that bodybuilder, that strong, purpose, that strong person in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will then reveal things to you, to us. God knows, the Holy Spirit knows what he has for us. He can use us, he can use you. He will show you how to handle a situation. He will show you how and when to encourage somebody, sometimes to correct them. That's one you really need to be sure about. What to say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you 
at the time what you should say. We read in Luke. The Holy Spirit will guide you. So when, when you feel you have to talk to somebody, the Holy Spirit will guide you. He's there to guide you, to give you the words, to give you the right word at the right time. And it's just as important the way to give it, the way to deliver it. So it's heard. We are conductors. It's like that Van de Graaff generator. We are conductors, which means we just need to make ourselves available and that electricity can flow through us. That power of the Holy Spirit can flow through us. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witness telling people about me everywhere, we read in Acts. That supernatural CIA power, intelligence, is there for all of us. I mentioned that I am... I was inspired by Billy Graham. And I was really, really, the thing that really got to me is in this, this message, Billy Graham stands there in front of, I don't know how many hundreds, if not thousands of people, and he says, I am not a good preacher. Billy Graham's words. I am not a good preacher. He says, theologians and academics would probably rip apart what I say, my preaching. But I recognize that I have the Holy Spirit. That's what Billy Graham said. He has the Holy Spirit. He has that intelligence to know what to say and how to say it. And wasn't he one of the greatest evangelists, preachers of our time? But he himself said he was not a good preacher by preaching or theologian standards. So I pray that you understand the incredible greatness of God's power. For us who believe in him, this is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead, seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. It's in Ephesians and in John, Jesus says, the book of John, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I have done and even greater. Anyone who believes in Jesus do the same works as him and even greater. Jesus raised people from the dead, restored Sight to the blind, cast out demons, healing of the sick. And this is what I really love. In the middle of a typhoon or a hurricane or a storm, he gets out of the boat and walks on the water. It's like a movie, eh? Anyone who believes will do the same works I have done and even greater. If you love me, obey my commandments. This is further in John. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another, the advocate, in some versions says comforter, who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit and leads into all truth. Available to all of us. So why don't we use it? Why don't we use it more? So important. I mean, Paul says in Corinthians, now concerning the gifts, brothers or brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. 
This is the gifts of the Spirit. This is about the Holy Spirit. does not want us to be ignorant. He wants us to fully understand and use and know the gifts. And the gifts come through the power of the Holy Spirit. The gifts and the power of the Holy Spirit is there to produce good fruit. I said earlier, to magnify, glorify and exalt the Lord Jesus Christ. If when we use that power, or if we, our actions are not doing that, we're off, off the rails. We haven't got it right. And I personally have witnessed this power many, many times. I have seen the Holy Spirit's power at work. There's no way that I, Barry Sluders from Auckland, New Zealand, can in my own strength and my own wisdom go to the UK, go to England, stand in front of a church and say, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to heal some people, and particularly of back pain. And go and pray. There was a number of people. And go and pray for one lady. So I walk down and I go to this lady. And instead of praying for her back pain, I said to her, how's your marriage? Just prompted by the Holy Spirit. Oh, suddenly she breaks down in tears. See that man over there? He's my husband. He's an elder of the church. And our marriage is a mess. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not me. I'm just the conduit in Nottingham. What do we do in Nottingham? <laughs> in Nottingham, to give a word, the Holy Spirit, as I, was, as I was ministering, gave me a word for a young man. He said, Speak, encourage this young man. So I said what I've heard from the Holy Spirit. And let's just say, Peter, his name was Peter. I didn't know what his name was. They came to me afterwards. And they talked to me and said, how did you know my fiancé's name? He and his fiancé came forward. I says, I didn't. And I didn't say his name. They said, yes, you did. You distinctly said, Peter, blah, 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 blah. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. I couldn't do that. I didn't even realize I did it. And I believe sometimes the Holy Spirit will take what we say and just modify it or interpret it or translate it for those that need to hear it. I couldn't and wouldn't walk in on a pastor's meeting in Swansea, Wales and go in there and say, I'm going to give a word of wisdom to each one of these guys here and, and girls or some ladies there too. I can't do that. But do you know, Rodney Francis, Len Butner and I, Happened several times. We'd arrive at the church we were supposed to go to, and we arrive early because we're in a foreign country and we have lots of time for transfer, for travelling and whatnot. And we arrive, and here we walk into this pastors' meeting. And before long, Rodney, Len, and myself had given prophetic words or words of knowledge to every one of those pastors. I can't do that. In fact, if somebody said that to me 20 years ago, I probably would have filled my pants. It's the Holy Spirit that does that. Again, that happened in Salisbury, pastor's meeting. Again in Pontypreeth. And in Pontypreeth there was a pastor there that had come to that meeting at this wit's end and he had prayed that morning. He said, Lord, unless you do something today, I'm leaving the ministry. I'm quitting. I've had enough. I haven't heard your call. I've heard it wrong. 
And here come these three yobos from New Zealand, walking on this pastor's meeting. wasn't planned. We were early. Invited us to join them. And we have these words for these pastors. And I had this, the Holy Spirit, not I. I try not to say I because it's not me. I'm just the conduit. Holy Spirit gave me this word for this pastor that we didn't know anything about and it laid it out for him and, and it changed his ministry. God answered him. The power of the Holy Spirit answered him. So I have seen that. I, Barry Slutus, could not go to Cremona and give a, a word to a hitman in the mafia and reduce him to tears. But that's what happened. Because the Holy Spirit said, Tell this man this. And later on I heard he was an ex-hitman for the mafia, right up high. So to do that and walk away alive, <laughs> it's quite something. But that's, that's the power of the Holy Spirit. Time and time again, in Genoa, Italy, we're in a meeting and, and that's the morning Rodney says to me, he, he preached and, and I wasn't doing much of that at all and he I was sitting there and he finishes the morning session. He gives me a nudge. He said, we're having morning tea. You're going to take the next session. Oh, thanks, Rodney. You really push into the Holy Spirit and the Lord then. But, hey, I couldn't have done that if, in my own strength. And I couldn't, and there's no way that I could give a word to a French pastor sitting in that, that congregation, that meeting, who was there against his own free will he was there because his elders and his leaders told him he had to go there he did not believe in the gift of the spirit he thought prophecy was a load of mumble jumble and he was one of those preachers and he was there and he was not going to be any part of this I Barry Slutus could not change that man's mind I couldn't touch him I didn't know what was going on but the Holy Spirit gave me a word for him and he sat there like that and I thought okay that Sunday, he was back in his church. The Holy Spirit broke out. He was giving prophetic words. His church was breaking out in the gifts of the Spirit. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not always easy. As he calls us to do more, it's not always easy. But when we have that intelligence when we obey, we do the right thing, it produces fruit. And I was just thinking this morning, a great example of that is, is our dear friend John Alp, who left us here as one of the, just an awesome associate pastor, to pastor a church in Christchurch St. Albans. And I'm sure he won't mind me telling you this story if you're watching John. So he's a, he's a new, green, senior pastor, called to this church in the South Island. He is a man of the Holy Spirit. And very soon he came to realize that that church had a history of, of gobbling pastors up and spitting them out. And there was like lots of things that happened there over the, over the years. And there was a number of pastors that, that left not happy. He was a new senior pastor. The easiest thing would have been to say, radio, we'll draw a line in the sand. That was them, that was them, and this is us. And carry on. But no, the Holy Spirit spoke to John and his leadership team and told him to go and visit every one of those pastors. Ask for forgiveness. 
to go and reconcile with those pastors. And they did that with every pastor that would meet with them. And that was the foundation, I believe, that really released John and that church for 25 years of beautiful and wonderful ministry. And that church grew. So exercising the gifts of the Spirit isn't always the easiest option, but it's the right option. And it's the option that will produce fruit if we step out and use that power that the Holy Spirit has freely given us. But we don't. I liken it a bit to having, um, and this is not my one, I actually heard this one, but I think it's a great example. Just imagine, you've got two cars in the garage. One's an old Kiwi dunger, barely um, capable of doing 50k an hour. And every morning, or next to that, is a Ferrari. But every morning you choose to jump in that dunger. And you drive down the motorway or the highway, you know, at barely doing 50k an hour, struggling. In fact, you get a ticket for holding up traffic. But you just do that for some reason because that's what you've always done. As opposed to taking that Lamborghini or that Ferrari, which can go down the motorway probably at 200 kilometres an hour, so fast that the police can't even catch you to give you the ticket. <laughs> that's what it's like with the Holy Spirit. Why do we continually go through life so often, everyday things, without using or tapping in to that power of the Holy Spirit. Last night, the, the All Blacks played against Ireland, and they won. They won well, didn't they? I didn't see it, but they won well. Did the coaches put all the reserves in? Did the coaches ask for volunteers from the audience to play the game for the All Blacks last night? No, they used their best players. They don't put their Bowden Barretts and Richie McCaws from the past on the bench. They use them. And that's what we're doing with the Holy Spirit, so many of us. We're leaving the Holy Spirit on the bench. We're not using him. And it's not that hard. It's so easy. Why do we do that? I don't know. I do know, but we don't know why at times we all do it. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will become upon each one of us today. Hey, can we have the music team up, please, and just play something in the background? Today, you can receive that power. And if you want more of it, you can receive more of it today. Because it is freely available. We're going to open for prayer, for a time of prayer soon. And... If what Glenn shared in the open space, you need prayer for that, come forward for prayer for that. But if you want more of the Holy Spirit, I want to encourage you to come forward for a touch of the Holy Spirit. If you don't know Jesus, and you've been listening to this and think, wow, I would like that. We want you to come. We want to pray with you. It's a simple prayer. It's not a big hard thing to do. To invite Jesus into your life. To have that. To have that central intelligence agency available. It's there for all of us. See, Jesus wants to meet us where we are. Jesus wants to give us the gifts. Jesus wants us to use the gifts. Jesus wants us to produce fruit. 
Jesus wants you to have freedom, complete freedom. The Holy Spirit gives us freedom. Jesus wants you to listen to the right voices. I think that's a big one for a lot of us. We, we listen to the wrong voices. Yeah. Don't be that person that gets a sense from the Holy Spirit that you've got to do this. But then you go and ask 20 people their opinion about it. And they'll all influence you. And some will say, fantastic. And others say, well, I'm not sure about that. And others say, you're crazy. When we hear the Holy Spirit, listen to his voice. Know that you're hearing from the Holy Spirit. Trust him. The Holy Spirit knows what's right for you and for me. Jesus wants us to reach our full potential. And it's here for everybody. <sighs> now for you online. I said that I might offend some people. And I'm just going to speak what I sense the Holy Spirit was saying to me the last day or two. And please hear me on this. I'm not wanting to offend. I'm not wanting to accuse. And the Holy Spirit hasn't spoken to me about any one particular person. I don't want to offend. But I'd rather risk offending you than offend the Holy Spirit. And the question is, why are you not here? John spoke about this a few weeks ago. You are missing out, but we are missing out. Because you're not here. Have you just gotten lazy? I don't know. Is it just too convenient? Now I acknowledge that there's a whole bunch of people online that have genuine reason. I'm not getting at you. I'm not wanting to get at anybody. And if you are getting upset or you're getting offended now, please stop and pray and ask the Holy Spirit, am I missing something? Are you speaking to me now, Holy Spirit? Because I believe I'm just the messenger. But have you become apathetic? Has it just become too convenient? Are you so gripped with fear of COVID that it's taken over part of your life? Are you listening to the wrong voices? We're going to have people come forward, those that want more of the Holy Spirit. We're going to lay hands on them. You're missing out on that. And I really sense that we are missing out because some of you would be here ministering. And I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to do something in your life. I believe there's at least two people who the Holy Spirit wants to use mightily. But he's saying, I can use you more when you're here. Your absence. We miss you. We are missing out. It's a bit like what Glenn said before, the, what I often say, and it's not my saying, Rodney Francis always used to say it. You don't know what's on the other side of your obedience. You don't know what God would be doing if you were here using you. We are missing out. So that's the part where I might cause offence. Please look past that. See my heart. See if the Holy Spirit is laid on my heart to share with you. Can we have the prayer team and the elders come forward, please? We're going to open up now for, for prayer. So if you're wanting more of this, if something that, that Glenn said in the open space has resonated with you, 
come. Come for a touch of the Lord. And prayer team, just pray what you feel led to pray. Be Holy Spirit led. You know, often a one-sentence prayer can be so powerful. Touch him, Lord. Fill him, Lord. More, Lord. Release them, Lord. More of your power. And if you don't know what we're talking about, but you want to, to experience Jesus, you want to give your life, you want to invite Jesus into your life, come and we want to pray for you. We'd love to pray with you. Thanks again for joining with us today. If you'd like to know more information on the church or reach out to one of the pastors, please visit our website, www.gebc.org. Hope you have a great day.